Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, guys. Welcome to Cozy podcast. My mommy Shan. Hey. My hey. sister Ari. Say hi Ari. Hey. And I'm Anya. Let's go. Hey, welcome to Cozy One Podcast. My name is Shan, and today we have a very special episode for you. We have our first guest. We will be having Jason from DadUniversity.com here with us today. We will be discussing a very special topic, dear and near to my heart, because I am a mother of two. And to all the other mothers out there, this is why we appreciate you. We are going to share what moms wish daddies knew while they were pregnant. Because we all need support and help from the fathers. We all want you to be there. And we want you to have a exciting, fun time, quote-unquote, like we're having as we go along this process to see this beautiful baby at the end of these nine months. So here are some things that we can do together to have a easier, less stressful, more exciting more relaxing pregnancy is if we have that support and these are some tips that we want to give fathers out there on how to be more supportive to the pregnant moms so welcome to cozy womb podcast i do have a guest on here you're our first guest jason from dad university and uh what i want is for people to get to know who you are and what is that university and why you got started yeah sure well thanks thanks for having me um I had my second child, so I, I have a, a nine-year-old daughter and an eleven-year-old son, and it was right around the time I had my daughter, or we had my daughter, and um, I was really frustrated. I I was very stressed out, um, just with you know all the stuff going on in my own life. We had a small kid, we had a two-year-old, we now just added a second child, 
And um, I just got really frustrated with parenting and, and all of the different stresses that were going on. And I just knew that there had to be a better way. And my wife actually um, uh, had attended a parenting class through uh, like a, a preschool that we were associated with. And she suggested I, I do it. And I, I went and I just couldn't believe it was so eye-opening. Um, even though I had come from what I had considered a wonderful family and had two loving parents. Right. Um, just this idea that I could do things in a different way. I could do things in an actually structured way where I could be less stressed. Um, and really understanding the child, you know, and understanding this little thing that was here that I just didn't associate with. I wasn't around children very much. I didn't babysit. I had two older sisters and the first child I'd ever held was probably my sisters. Um, so I just, you know, I was a bachelor for so long. I just, I didn't, I wasn't familiar with children and this was, and so this was sort of the impetus and I started a meetup group locally. Um, I then started a weekly podcast and, you know, that was years ago. And then I started doing YouTube videos. I just felt like there needed to be more. And that's when it kind of took off because I started doing YouTube videos and um, just going through a lot of what I went through, what I learned. Um, if there was topics that I'm interested in, I, I dive in and I try to learn as much as I can. And it's just been rewarding and been great and trying to help dads where I can. So. That sounds good, and I think a lot of dads need it. I don't think a lot of dads are open to going through classes having to do with um, children because I think society pushes it automatically to be on the woman, mm -hmm. and then the guy is only supposed to like provide the house or provide financially. But it's I was the only, I was the only guy in the class. I will say. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I think yeah. it's way beneficial when both a mom and a dad can help out and pick up where one person leaves off so i think uh more parents going to classes like that will be way beneficial because it just leaves a lot of um, room for arguments to pop up when you know dads may not understand why something has to be done a certain way or yeah. um, if there's an easier way to do it when they're just looking at it at one perspective. So that's pretty good. I'm glad that you did that. Yeah, I, I what I realized probably the most is how much it helped me. Um, it wasn't so much like, oh, I know how to parent now and I know, you know, all the things that need to be done. It was really like, wow, like I could stress less. I could get less upset. My, I, my anger was reduced. I mean, there's all kinds of things that came out of it which I just really personally benefited from. And so those are the things that I started focusing on with other dads of, I mean, even if it's selfish, it's like, no, this is really helping me. It's like, I am really, yeah, sure. It's going to help my kid and my wife and great, you know, but it, it's really going to help me. And so um, that, that was really the initial part was that and just kind of come to that realization that learning these things could make my life a lot easier. Yeah, and that's the thing that if the parents are less stressed, your kids are automatically going to be less stressed. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. they always look to like the parents to see like, is everything okay? If don't look okay, then they just they're going to be all over the place. So, um, like, what what would you say is like your favorite thing now about being a dad and just being in your own groove of things? You know, it, it's seeing the. Um, I'd say that the work that we put in as parents, you know, I don't use, I guess use the word paying off, you know, where, 
um, even seeing my son like the other day, you know, a friend of his was having some difficulties and he went over and I just watched it and like where he was really empathetic towards his friend. And you know, those are those are things that I, I'd like to think that my wife and I are teaching them, you know, and teaching my kids. And so that's those those are the kinds of things for me as a parent that are just the most rewarding is when you see your child do something that you've spent so much time and effort, um, you know, and, and granted, some of these things just come naturally, but there's other things that don't. I mean, you know, my, my kids have learned some skills and some things that I think some other children might not get to just because of the type of work I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And that's really exciting when they can help other people and, and it has, or it has a positive impact on them, you know? Yeah. Set that example. Pay it forward. Yeah. So, um, like, uh, what made you continue, you know, that university from going to the podcast to doing the um, YouTube channel? And uh, do you have a lot more dads that, you know, give you feedback on the YouTube channel? Or is it like the same balance with moms and dads? No, my my audience is very dad-centric. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it is primarily dads. We do, I mean, I do get... Um, uh, you know, there are women who certainly comment and, and watch and, and such just because a lot of the material is can be used for both genders. But certainly a lot of the stuff that I talk about is from the perspective of the male um, and you know, dad. And so um, but I think a lot of women, you know, I will say a lot of women that their feedback is extremely positive because, you know, I'm trying to get dads more involved. I'm trying to get dads to help the wife or to help, you know, the mom or however for women usually you know really appreciate the work being done um but but to answer you know as far as continuing is just because i i i saw i saw what was going on in the result i mean what was happening was people were beginning to comment and email me and contact me and and just really basically say how how great the information was or how much it helped them and that just kind of kept me going um i just I felt like there was more to do. And, and of course, for me personally, it keeps in check a lot too. You know, I mean, you know, doing, doing this kind of work, it, it reminds you constantly of the things that you're trying to, to work on. And, you know, I, I have struggles all the time. I, there's, whether it's arguments or the way that I handle something. And so these are these kinds of situations we all deal with. And so I have just found for me personally, that doing this work has, you know, allowed me to have a better relationship with my wife, have a better relationship with my kids. Um, and so I plan on continuing that as long as it benefits me and other people, uh, it doesn't seem like there's any reason to stop. Okay. That's pretty yeah. good. I know I appreciate it when I uh, came across it and I was just like, wow. I was like, where was this when I was pregnant and I couldn't get get it through his head that like it has to be done this way or there's an easier way to do it. And I think when, you know, women find out that they're pregnant, it's a, automatically a different wave of thought. And then when a man understands that a woman has his child and okay, what do I do? I don't know anything or I have to be this person now. And it's really yes you have to think of in the future but you're still yourself you just have to um, figure out a plan and the right. best to do is plan together 
with the mother and the father because if you guys are on the same plan you can basically ride the waves together yeah it certainly is a lot easier when you're both on the plan together that's that's for sure um you know pregnancy in general i mean forget about what you know once you have the child but pregnancy in general it's it's just a huge change for both you know for both the man and the woman it's you know forget about the hormonal changes that she has to go through and the physical and all that um there's emotional changes there's the responsibility i mean there's so many things that we just we're not taught you know we're not taught how to handle a lot of these things and and as men certainly we you know we don't a lot of times make the effort until it's too late um yeah. it already happens so it's not like we're thinking about having a family and so we go and we learn all these things that that's not the typical male i'm sure there are some out there the typical <laughs> male will wait until something happens and then go oh crap what should i do right you know um that's just that's just how we roll and that that's a common way and so I can't speak for the women, but I can speak. This is so good. Like, this is so much good information. Are you writing this down? Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna go back. So men, men typically prepare, you know, way too late as if like if it's in their relationship and they, uh, you know, they wait until they're about on the brink of divorce and then they say, oh, well, maybe I should do something versus they should have done it three, you know, three years prior. Um, so men, men are usually a little bit late in, um, in acting. And so that's kind of the same thing I think with parenting is that we kind of wait till there's an issue and then we'll deal with it. Um, so I, I, you know, the idea is to be a little bit more proactive and whether that's through the pregnancy or through the birth or, you know, through the various stages for your child, um, you know, dad university's ploy is to, to just be a little bit more proactive. So. Sounds like a plan, and I will be telling a lot of new dads about it. Um, awesome. So, so what I really wanted to get into was um, what moms wish that they wish dads would know while they were pregnant. And so okay. what I did is I talked to a lot of different moms to see what their experience was. And um, I'm just going to go over a few things that they said, and then we can just talk about feedback. Sure what your experience was so the first thing that they said is never assume you know what a woman is going through just ask yeah so uh, probably the biggest thing I talk about on my videos and podcasts and everything is empathy um, and so and for those that don't know I mean being empathetic means that you put yourself in somebody else's shoes and look at things from their perspective and so I think pregnancy is, a, is an absolute you know it's, it's absolutely important for the men to be empathetic and because they can't really imagine the physicalness the hormones the emotion the all of the things that happen with a woman and I, and I think that can really help if, if you are empathetic so yeah for sure that's a that's a big one yeah um, for me I uh, I don't think they assumed I think they just stood there not knowing what to say and it was like mm -hmm. okay well what do you need me to do and uh, well I, I think there's a problem though because see I've talked to, to, to a lot of the women I've talked to they have it's mixed I mean it's half and half maybe that some of them have difficulty asking for the help yeah so 
you know, there, there's just different types of people and some are totally fine and say, no, no, I need you to do this. This is what I need or this is what I need help with. While others just don't feel comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that maybe is something to address too, is like, is it's okay to ask for help. I mean, whether you're a man, woman, anything, I mean, it's, it, it's okay to ask for help. And especially with your partner. Um, and many times it's very important to ask for help. Yeah. It's very important, especially when, you know, you're pregnant because anything can happen. So right. um, the second thing they had was, we will hate your voice, your smell, your laugh, <laughs> your presence, <laughs> the way you move your face. And it's not that we don't like you as a person. It's just the mood swings sometimes that women go through when they're pregnant. It's just something they can't really explain why they're upset. And yeah. <laughs> I would add yeah I mean I would add to that it's all it's not just you it's I mean all kinds of things that can can be you know different and affect you can't battle hormones I mean I no. say on my thing I said just don't even try um <laughs> it, it, it's just you're not gonna win you know and there's so many and all women are different I mean some women have crazy um, you know, emotional changes. Others have physical stuff that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Others, you know, the, the mood and, and up and down. And I mean, it, it's very unpredictable. Um, and so I think, you know, and, and it can be different to pregnancies. I mean, my wife's first pregnancy was very different than the second, you know? Um, and so that, that can be different too. And so I think for the, for the man, yeah, that, that can be tough. And, and so for that, I guess, what's the advice is to just maybe not take things personally. Mm-hmm. Maybe, that's, maybe that's the best way to do it. it. It's hard sometimes not to, especially when you're going through it and someone's yelling at you. Um, it's, it's, it's hard as a man to, or as anybody just to sit there and, and take that and not feel like it's personal. But if you can, all the power to you, you're going to be much better off. All right. Uh, what about this one? Uh, women suggest men to go to as many appointments as you can and do not make us ask you or beg you to go to appointments. Yeah, I, I think for for some women and probably a majority of them, they feel like that, you know, that's how the man can support them during that time. Um, I think, you know, everybody probably wants to feel supported in some way. Um so yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that there are some women that that would be probably very important. And then there's probably some women that wouldn't care. Um, and so maybe it's, that's part of it, you know, you just, is communicating and saying like, Hey, is, you know, is me going to the appointment, something that you're, you would like me to do, you know, because I mean, just to go for no, you know, just to go and she doesn't really care is then it's a waste of time. Um, so I mean for that woman who said that obviously she cared <laughs> yeah know? like I just I just did, never wanted to be like I would always tell them like two months in advance oh I have an appointment this time and then mm-hmm. the appointment will come up and then he'll be like well I can't go and then after the appointment be like I never feel included and I'm just like but I told you right right so, well yeah you can't win I mean that's you know you can't win on that I, I recall with my wife um some of the appointments were important and others were not, you know, where, and I recalled she, and I said, I said, tell me then, you know, if that I, I'd love to be a part of it, if, if you, you know, and so I, but I recall that there was appointments where 
she wasn't concerned. She was saying, no, 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 I'm just going to go after work or whatever. And it wasn't a big deal. Other ones were like, no, I'm going to find out this or I'm going to do this. And so for sure I was there, you know? Yeah. I think the appointments like after like 32 weeks, I don't think that it's like really important for the men to go, but the other ones where you get to see like the updates on the ultrasound and the heartbeat and things like that. I think that one, that those are important. Yeah. Okay. The fourth thing was, ask before and after you leave us if we need anything <laughs> i think pregnant women always need things yeah and, and even if they don't they'll ask for something um i think that's just part of to i think for some women it's a way to feel like he's engaged with the process mm-hmm. you know and so they may use that as a you know and and, and here's the thing too I, you have to know your woman's love language. Like if the love language, which I'm not sure, you know, if everyone's familiar with it, but the love languages, the five love languages, if her love language is like an act of service, which means she loves the fact that you do things for her. She doesn't care about presents. She doesn't care about how you talk to her. She cares about how, if you do things for her, then that's going to be really important, you know? And and so for helping her and, you know, Hey, what can I help you with? Or what can I do? That's going to be real important. So I think that just, you know, that again, it depends. And that's, that's the thing too. You have to know you're a woman. You have to know what she wants to communicate that. Most definitely. The fifth one they had is to be proactive. That's basically being prepared and consistent with a solution and emotionally available. A lot of moms are saying that the dads were not emotionally available. It's like they were physically there, but emotionally it's like no connect. Well, so, and so here's where I will um, stick up for the men in in that the men are going through their own difficulties during this process. Mm -hmm. So what will seem like emotionally unavailable could be fear, anger, scared, whatever, because they, they have their own stuff that they're going through about the pregnancy. And so you know, it could be about the pregnancy, about the relationship, whatever. So I think part of that um, may be that if a woman was a little bit more empathetic, just the same, I mean, I'm asking them guys to be more empathetic. If the woman was more empathetic, instead of saying, hey, you're just not emotionally there, because that's what happens a lot. It's it's more of a um, a blame versus saying, you know, if a woman came to the guy and said, hey, honey, like, how is this for you? Like, I want to understand what's going on with you, you know, and how, how, how do you feel about this? She's got to be prepared for the answer. Um, that may be a little bit easier for him versus like, Hey, you're just not, why aren't you being, you know, sharing this with me or, you know, it it has to come in in a positive way versus like a negative or, um, sort of like that he's doing something wrong. And I think because I think just in the same way that men aren't empathetic towards the wife and understanding what she's going through mm-hmm. through pregnancy, everyone's like concerned about themselves. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, look at this, like, how is my life going to change? Especially if it's their first, you know, how's my life going to change? What am I going to do? How, what's the financial responsibility for all this? How am I, how is this going to affect my job? How is this going to affect me hanging out with my friends? Like there's so many things that he's thinking about that I think, it's important for both sides to kind of step up and be like, Hey, you know, tell me what's going on. What, what are you, you know, 
how can I help? Yeah, I definitely ask that, but what, what, what you need from the dad on the other end is him to be open to wanting to talk, and sometimes men don't want to talk to make themselves look like manly, like they have it all together. But the, the reality is, you know, my child's dad, he was, he was depressed for like six months of me being pregnant. So it's basically me having a child and being pregnant by myself. And then after a while, he started like getting into it. And it wasn't until like a year or so later, we can actually talk about the fact that what we were experiencing separately while I was pregnant. And then now he understands my point of view. So I think it's just one of those things where, you know, everybody has to have a say or talk it out. Do you guys understand how happy I am inside that there's a man out there leading and teaching other men that there is a better way to be a good parent, to be a partner. After you guys then were able to talk about it, did he give you any indication about what would have helped him? Um, Or was there not really an opportunity? I mean, no, I think her dad, um, he really didn't have any plans on having any more kids. Uh, Mm -hmm. He just turned 40 this year. And the fact that he was having another kid, he wasn't at all prepared for it. And I think it just rocked his whole outlook on what he was going to do going forward. That he just, it was like his mind was battling not wanting to do it and doing it and working when he didn't want to work and uh, showing up certain places when he didn't want to show up. And it was kind of like everybody's pulling him where they need him and he didn't have like that space for himself that he was used to so I think that right. was the hardest adjustment that he was having also sure. when somebody's used to doing everything that they want to do and then all of a sudden they have to do a lot that they have to do uh, that's sure. a whole mental uh, change and frustration yeah for sure that, yeah. that can that can be hard so I wonder I wonder if it could have been any different I mean I, you know during that process I guess if you know, if you had been, or were you empathetic towards him or was it a battle, you know, in that sense? No, I, I think we, like, we had enough space to where, you know, he had his space if he wanted it. But, you know, when we did have that time to kind of like relax and, and spend time with each other, it was like, now I get to like vent and then he would want to vent and it's kind of like, well, now this is not a relaxing time. Because we're venting when we should be relaxing. So I'm just I'm just glad that, you know, she's here and now we know where we were mentally and emotionally right. and now it kinda like makes sense. So but just one of the things you have to do. That communication is a big factor. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um number six was foot rubs unless she hates her feet being touched. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, if she doesn't like if she doesn't like that, then certainly massage or back rub or something like that would be helpful. Yeah. Um, with with no intention of being intimate, that you have to add that. 
Right, right. Because then it seems like you're doing it to get something and not doing it. Right. You right. You may set yourself up for the next day, something like that, but, <laughs> but you can't, you cannot expect anything from it. Right. Learn. So that's a good one. Yeah. The seventh thing was understand that pregnancy will change any woman's perspectives, goals, and thoughts. We are never the same as we were before. I think hmm. that could be. I mean, you're the same person, but there's the okay. This I don't believe anymore. Or, okay, I'm changing my perspective on this. Or okay, I don't want to do this first. I want to do this first. I think that changes, but. Uh, yeah, I don't think who you, I don't think who you are, uh, you know, who you are, or sometimes, um, I mean, of course, things are going to change because you now are responsible for another human being, um, and so you know your priorities might change, sure, uh, or they should change, I should say. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I can understand somebody feeling that way of like, well, I, I was down going down this road, and then all of a sudden, you know, now I'm pregnant and I'm going to have a child, and now I. I and sometimes they think of, I, I would be curious if that woman's uh, thought process was negative or positive about the change. So it's um, meaning like, oh, some, I'm going to be able to do were, what I thought I was going to be able to do. Yeah, some of them were positive um, and some were negative. Like for me, um, when I was pregnant with my first daughter, well, before I was like, I'm going to have like a whole team of boys. And then when I got pregnant and every month was a new symptom, I was like, I never want to have another kid ever again. Like, she's the only one. And then I <laughs> gave birth and I was like, nope, never again, never again. And then I want to say three years later, her sister came. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I was like, who signed me up for this? I don't want to do this. And I remember being in the um, labor and delivery room like, OK, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. It's, right. it's now that changed my perspective. Now I'm just like, I don't think I'm built to keep having kids for the sake of having a boy. Like my mom, she had four, four, four of my brothers, and I was the fifth, and I was a girl. And she yeah. told me that she was going to keep having kids until she had a girl. I don't have that in me to keep having kids for the sake of having a boy. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I understand. That's. Uh... You know, and everyone's different when it comes to that. So, you know, you have to, you know, and every child wants to feel like they're wanted anyways, you know, <laughs> That's, yeah. um, you know, and, and you're going, I mean, the one thing about childbirth is, or having a child is just, you know, it's a one way door, you know, versus like, you know, you get married, there's certainly divorce, there's certainly, you know, there's ways to change it. But, you know, when you have a child, it is your child, you know, I mean, certainly there is adoption and but it is, it is, it's your child forever. And so, you know, that's, that's the one way door that you go through. And of course, you know, things are going to change and, um, you know, but I couldn't now, I mean, I can't imagine my life without them. Okay. Um, I mean, granted, I might be a little bit more relaxed, <laughs> you know, um, with my wife and I in the Caribbean, you know, I mean, who knows, but, um, you know, realistically, I, I just can't imagine that without them now. I mean, it's just that's that's how it goes. You know, I don't need more. Um, although I could, I probably could, but I mean, it's not going to happen. But I, um, I probably could. My wife said, you know, she was done. So, 
<laughs> she loved she, she she loves the two. She said, "I said, you know, so if you're going to have more, it's not going to be with me." So, uh, so she's 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 done. Once, once the wife says no, then that's a no. That's a close. That's a close door. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Number eight was um, please wake up with the baby for changes, bottles, so we can rest and take the baby with you if you're prepped to go. Yeah, you know it's interesting. Um, I the I had always thought about you know oh double duty and like I'll get up and I'll do this and there are there are certain advantages to that but at the same time it was interesting and I was quite surprised because my mother um, was the one who said it and I'm glad it came out of her mouth instead of mine because I mean it ended up working out but she said why you know why should two of you be zombies you know yeah. like. So at least if you do that, like manage it so that, you know, instead of you both being zombies at the same time, like, you know, you could alternate it or, you know, and so she was the one who really talked about scheduling um, so that, you know, you're, you're, it's not like you have, you both have to get up and feed the baby. Like if one gets up, let the other one sleep because if they're going to go to work or something. So I think that kind of thing, as far as time management and scheduling would be really important so that you, you, you are helping out. You know, um, and when I say helping out, it's, I mean, that sounds like it's not yours. I mean, it's like, it's not really helping out. It's, it's responsibility, you know, unless you are breastfeeding and there's not much then the man can do other than like sort of help you, you know, get comfortable or whatever. Um, you know, yeah, it is. It, it's, it's what can you do in those off days? I remember with my wife, I mean, she took those nights, you know, she just did. She, she, I was working full time. She wasn't. And so she took those and then what we would often do is then on Saturdays, you know, I would take the kids and get up and then she would sleep in or, you know, vice versa or whatever. So like there was a way to try to do it so that, you know, she would get her own time, but it wasn't easy. I mean, she, you know, I definitely had, um, I had the, the uh, long straw on that one, you know, where she was, uh, she was willing to, to sacrifice a little bit of that sleep for the fact that I was still working full time. So you know, that, that was it is a sharing process. Um, my mom helped me out a lot uh, with my daughters. And what I did when I was breastfeeding was I pumped and I stored it like in the fridge or the, or the freezer. That way, <laughs> if I wanted to sleep, you know, if she was hungry, she could go get it or he can go get the bottle. For and sure. It was, it was just like an easier transition. And also, you know, sometimes you don't know how you'll be feeling the next day. And if there is like access to getting the baby's bottle and getting the baby changed and somebody else having the baby, that's a big help. Um, but that's one of those things where, you know, people have babies and they think, okay, that's done. But it's a whole nother adjustment with, you know, the demand that the baby wants for the right. first there's a whole other adjustment so any help is good help yeah for sure for sure um, number nine was help us around the house chores other kids laundry dishes cooking um just being like intuitive about like what's going to need to be done or uh, what mm -hmm. i would do or how i would do it um that takes a load off because I felt super in demand from everybody. Um, man, I'm going to be so sad to see Jason go, but I just, 
think it's so refreshing to hear a man's point of view going through the whole pregnancy process into having a newborn and raising a kid just to have a fresh perspective that we pregnant moms and new moms we don't expect for the dads to know everything we just want you to be open to learning a better way to understand that there's an easier way to dad there's an easier way to dad and this is all that he's saying and please all moms, please tell him about Dad University, that there is a place for dads to to vent, to talk, to figure out that there's an easier way. He found a stress-free way. Go look him up, Dad University. So what I find interesting is that I just bring this up because, you know, I, I deal with... Um, I don't want to say the perspectives of men and women a lot and such is even the way that those questions are phrased, uh-huh. it, it, it is making the assumption that the woman is doing all of the work and the man is helping her. Right. You know, and, and that's some of the issue is that it is a, this is a 50, 50 deal. And granted, when you have a newborn and you're breastfeeding, it doesn't feel like that. Um, you know, and sometimes because the mother takes on the majority of the responsibilities a lot, but the truth is, is it, it is that's not how it should be, and so that's what I often find interesting because I'm looking at it from a different perspective. It's like this is our child; we have a fifty-fifty deal with this child, and so it's not really help unless. You're, you know, and, and the reason it could be that is like maybe their traditional roles where he is working more often, she is typically at home. And so in that sense, he would be helping her do some of the things that she would normally do. Um, but it's always interesting when you find whether it's a stay at home dad or working mom or however the split is. I just I always find that interesting because it is really it's like it, this is a 50 50 deal. Like it's both are responsible for the house you know if you live together and you're both responsible for the house you're both responsible for the child and so that's where um you know whether it's a man or the woman asking the question or making the statement it's always interesting because mm-hmm. you know? yeah. i don't make the assumption that it's like it's this it's like that it's the woman's job and then it's the man's job to help her you know it definitely tells you you know how a household is ran by what the needs are um when i was talking to a lot of these moms um mm-hmm. a lot of them were talking about uh how they just sometimes just want to vent and they don't necessarily need you to uh respond or say something back or they just don't want to feel like you know their problems are small compared to your problems it's just more balance i think would help um definitely a lot of moms um were more so saying do not make them feel like a thing like she still wants to go out on dates she still wants to hang out with you she's still like the person before the baby and i think um a lot of fathers they get caught up in doing for the baby doing for the baby not that the baby's out but then they forget like there's a whole person there that like loves them and wants to hang out with them and wants quality time so i think a lot of balance in that for sure yeah that's a good point um 
another point that they made is to get all of the mom's contacts in case of emergency, doctors, best friends, and parents, just in case something happens where you're not near or you're not around. And I don't know how many uh, fathers, while the mom was pregnant, had that information, and it wasn't just more so on the mom, uh, where they can just, you know, go ahead and call or go ahead and be prepared. Yeah, no, for sure. You have like an emergency list or a contact list or something like that, which now, I mean, with a phone, that's pretty easy to do. Um, You know, just having like all the information written out, you know, here's the pediatrician. Yeah, those are all, those are all good, good suggestions for sure. Yeah. And the last one that they had um, was do not make her feel weird for having crazy cravings. Did you have to do (laughs) any like crazy craving runs? I did. Um, they weren't they were, well. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say they were crazy. They were just, they, you know, um, just very consistent. Um, my wife's was a chocolate covered caramel apple um, during my second child, and literally every day she had to have one. So we had good. I had to go down to like the corner, corner <laughs> market and get one, or I would just get it coming home from work. And I mean, that's just she wanted that every day. Yeah. So, um, or I made her, I, yeah, I made her a breakfast and egg sandwich. That was the other, uh, the other thing, which and it wasn't almost every day, but it was pretty close. And she just, she always loved that. And so, yeah, I mean, um, those were the things that I was in charge of for sure. Um, but those were the things that were easy, you know, those were easy things. She didn't, she didn't have any weird, really weird cravings. Um, mine, she, mine were like, uh, lots of crushed ice. Um, her dad would bring that to my house a lot um, or having like steak macaroni and cheese at, at 4 a.m. it was really <laughs> weird it was very weird and I just wish it would not be there but it's just like one of those things where if you don't do it you're just not satisfied it is weird how the body does that I, it's just so strange to like whatever the, the chemical is that, that, that causes that craving mm-hmm. you know the mix mix in, within the body it's just it is it's, it's an amazing thing that happens during pregnancy yeah it's very weird it's like someone's completely taking over your body <laughs> for sure so from your perspective what tips do you have um for dads like any quick tips that you have for new dads dealing with a pregnant mom well, I think some of the things that we talked about are, are definitely spot on. I mean, it's um, the the empathy, you know, for for new dads or soon to be dad is, you know, just looking at things from her perspective. Um, I, I think that when you, you you become a lot less selfish and you, you know, when you're not focusing on yourself and you're focusing on other people, those around you are going to really benefit from that and feel good. And so, you know, that's, and that's the, you know, the job often of the relationship is just to support each other. So I think you can do that through looking at things from the other person's perspective. You say, oh, well, that's not something that I care about, but obviously if she cares about it, then I'll make, you know, then that's important. And I, I think that's probably one of the most important things. Um, you know, I think for women, um, you know, showing the, just the involvement and the activity is really important. Like I said, I made that statement about being 50, 50. Mm-hmm. And so that is, you know, it's not babysitting your child, you know, it's fathering your child. Exactly. Um, 
you know and so that that's the other part is just being involved and um you know hang with the child on your own you know that's that's the other thing i recommend is you know and even for the moms to like give the child to the baby by themselves and let them handle it if anything too they'll have a greater appreciation if there's if the mom is staying at home or the mom is the one who's doing most of the work you nothing will make you appreciate it more by you know spending hours and hours with a baby um it, it's not as easy as you think and you get to see what that demand is yeah yeah i mean they're in a constant especially newborns i mean it's a constant need of attention or food or sleep or whatever you know, you're constantly having to do things changing So I think those are those are sort of the important things for for new parents. Um you know and as as you evolve in the relationship obviously there's there's much more and that's kind of a lot of the things that we talk about but um yeah I mean planning you know just communication too you know don't don't assume anything it's always uh it's always better to ask or talk about it so that's that's something that I recommend as well. Thank you. Yeah that's for sure. Perspective. So um I'm glad we did this episode together. Can you tell everyone where to find you and where to watch the show? Yeah, so the uh, I'm on all social channels uh but you can go to daduniversity.com uh and you can just find, you know, find us there. Are you my YouTube channel is really uh Dad University YouTube channel is where there's now over 100 videos on various topics and a lot of it is about you know for new parents and new dads and uh but certainly the moms if they're listening they can get and get a lot out of it as well. Awesome. Thank you for doing the show at Cozy Room today. Right on. That was fun. Like hopefully we'll do another episode very soon. Thank you guys for listening to Cozy Room podcast. Please let us know your thoughts at 470 2108752 or on Instagram at Cozy Womb Podcast or Twitter at Cozy Womb Pod or you can definitely email us at cozywombmama@gmail.com see ya bye bye support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the US, Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning investing, lending and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at coriant.com. That's c o r i e n t.com. coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24/7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.